Hey. This is this is your your type of music now, Dan. I don't know if you if you know. Yeah, no, no. These are my people, eh? Come on, come on, Dan, Dan, away, away, do the words, do the words, Dan, do the words. Seeing you. What's this, coach? If you are, if you are even slightly light, you cannot walk around Cape Town without, I'm saying if you're even slightly light, you cannot walk around Cape Town without knowing Afrikaans. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many times I was almost attacked because people thought I was trying to be fancy or something. Like, Listen, guys, I genuinely don't know your language. So what did you learn? But then also, like, I'm not comfortable <laughs> to prat say. Africa, I'm from like, but Zim. wait a minute, you're prating right now. You're prating it when you told me you can't prat, but you're prating. See, I can't. I can't. I don't know which one's worse. Either to say I'm Zimbabwean or to say I don't speak Afrikaans. You know what I mean? You gotta. <laughs> you gotta decide like which one is the least likely to get me in trouble over here. Wow. Wow, Dad. Wow. Uh, it's tough. It's tough times. I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough times over there. Look at your yellow bone struggles. Are, most people are not look, loving look us. Look at your yellow bone struggles. <laughs> yeah, no. Most people can't understand, eh? Oh, yeah, no. It's uh, light skin struggles. I tell you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Uh, listen, uh, sorry we didn't do last week. Ah, uh, we just couldn't. Ah, uh, no, guys, it was, it was too tough. much. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I hope you guys will understand. Hey, the day came and I was just like, ah, oh, Dad, I can't get out of bed. I'm dying. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no. I, even even me, I couldn't. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. It is what it is. So our apologies. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. We actually had it. We'd set it up and we were going to do a whole recording and and, and we just we just couldn't. So, yeah. So uh, welcome to another episode of this here podcast. Um, shall we... Dan, also, we need to have a serious conversation about changing the name. Every time now, people are like, no, we need to change the name. It's, we're bringing bad vibes on ourselves. Inga, when we agreed, Phil, it's now going to be called 2BT. But what does the BT stand for? Doesn't matter. The, th- the plan is, Phil, successfully rebrand to 2BT and then sometime later... When 2BT is the main thing people remember and they don't remember what it stands for, then yeah. we tell them it's Go something to our else. our social like, media handles. Our social media handles. And our website. Yeah, we, have, we change it. We rebrand everything. So I must buy 2BT.com. You want me to buy 2BT.com? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> Let's see how much people donate because 2BT.com <laughs> is going to be uh, pricey. No, we, we tell people that it stands for burlesque. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's, this can't be life, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, let's start. Hey, I can't remember what I mapped. Where? What's good to go? All right, there we go. All right, it's mapped correctly. Cool, 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 cool. cool. I'm, I'm getting the results uh, now, Dan. Sorry, for some reason, two BTs are talking. Taking a long time to resolve. There's two BT dot AI for seventy. I mean, mm. AI is the talk of the town. You know, 
There's two bt.gg. I don't know what gg means for okay. for 34. Okay. We got gg is normally used for gaming gaming websites. But mm, Phil, Phil, do you realize that? There's a steal. Hold on. There's two bt.inc. How much do you think it's, it's going for right now? On the open market. It's available. It's available right now. And it's 50% off, actually. It's 50% off. So the discount There's is. There's no price. way it's less than $1,000. Huh? There's no way it's less than $1,000. It's actually at 1098 A steal. <laughs> a steal. <laughs> and then. And then 2BT.ink. Things, I like the sound of that, though. Then things fall off a cliff pretty quickly. 2BT.shop, $1.78. 2BT.store, $0.98. Cents. <laughs> what about 2BT.pod? That would be cool. I don't. Is that a TLD? I've never seen that. Let me find out. I don't even think. I don't a think it. TLD. Let's find out. Look at our, look at us taking our listeners on a nerdy ride. Is there TLD? Yeah, there. There's no dot pod. It's an invented TLD. Nah, that would have been cool. Mm. We can. That would have been cool. Two BT dot pod. Two BT dot space for a dollar fifty. That's that's a good price. <laughs> ah, Dan. Ah, Dan. 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 Two BT dot website. A small, small dollar fifty, guys. Ah, uh, there are steals on the on the market right now. There are steals. What, what, what we could what we could get is two bt dot wordpress dot com for free. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> You're an idiot. Never. Yeah, embarrassment. Embarrassment. <laughs> no, don't be embarrassed, Philip. No, 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 no. Mm, that's the, embarrassing. The, the, what's important? What's big is breathing. That's what you need to remember. Anyway, listen, let's, start this, uh, let's start this show. Uh, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to bring the, the, the energy up. It's 2023. Uh, we're going to need your assistance. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, before we get into it, Phil and I were just discussing what should we start the show with? Because, you know, in the past we've done uh, 90s cartoons. We did sitcoms. We even did like. A little bit of 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 um, stand up comedy clips, mm. but like, what do you think? This, this year we're starting with colored people. We are, we are, the whole year we're just going to bring nothing but colored people's home music. Oh, we. Uh, you, you know what I want to do, Phil? I want to start mm. with retro meme content. I'm talking about a trending video from 2011 or something like that. Y'all remember this? You know what I'm saying? Actually, what do you know? You just gave me. I got it. I got it. We good, good. I've got it ready. I know exactly what to. Start. As you can see, guys, this. we do all our planning before the show. As you can hear, this is all mm-hmm. scripted. This entire conversation we're having right now, we are reading it out. Actually, this is these are AI voices that are synthesizing the voice of Dan and Phil and creating this podcast from the ether while we are lying <laughs> down and resting. I was experimenting with that today, by the way. Let rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die before the sin. Chocolate rain. The school books say it can't be here again. Chocolate rain. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Chocolate rain. Build a tent and say the world is dry. Chocolate rain. Zoom the camera out and see the light chocolate rain. Forecast to be falling yesterday. Chocolate a classic. 
A classic. I don't even know what that is, Philip. What is that? You don't know Chocolate Rain? No. This what is, is that? One, Chocolate Rain was one of the first videos to go um, super, super viral on, on YouTube. It was like 15 years ago. On what? I thought you, on MySpace. No. Do you mean this, YouTube when the, when, when, the, when the logo was still a TV? Yeah, yes. This was early YouTube. So it was him. It was the lightsaber dude. It was leave Britney alone. Um, <laughs> what's that one? Those are like the early, early, early. Like super trending on. Actually, there's a, there's a very good documentary on him. I don't know if you if you watch. I think Vice did it. You should check it out. Where he's like, "Yo, this went super viral. People get laughing about it." But listen to the words of the song. I'm speaking about police brutality and black people being shot. And he was 15 at the time. I I, I, I quite enjoy Vice documentaries these days. They're really they're really giving PBS a run for their money. I must say. Dan, when have you watched PBS? Never. <laughs> Although, anyway, no, let's let's start the show. <laughs> I actually do watch some PBS, but those, you know, those educational items, like, what is what is on the other side of space? Welcome to this PBS special. Is this on YouTube? Like, ooh, I do want to know what's on the other side of space. Yeah, they're on YouTube. <laughs> Obviously, they're probably, they're, they're probably on TV and then they just- Yeah. Do you know the, the, the thing, like, I don't know, maybe because I'm spoiled now. Sometimes I don't like watching old documentaries anymore because- it might not be true anymore. Like you might be watching a space documentary and be like, yeah, yeah, "Look yeah. at this exoplanet, Pluto." And you're like, "Man, but we just no, it's not, it's not a planet." Yeah, like that is true as well. That is true. <laughs> Obviously, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But I mean, yeah. the sad thing is, I don't watch it for education. I watch it for entertainment. How sad is that? Anyway, I, I, that's what I used to do as a kid. We move. Do you know? I miss those days, Dan. I miss the days when I had no worries. I would literally sit down and just like National Geographic and Discovery Channel. Those are my channels. It was either them Fam. or Cartoon Fam. Network. Well, for those of you blessed with uh, DSTV, for me, me, I was watching uh, uh, um, Gillette. No, not Gillette. World Toyota Special. World of uh, no, just to, Gillette Toyota Wildlife. Yeah, then there, was, there was the Gillette Sports, but I'm one. trying to remember there was a wildlife show. There was another one. There was another one. It used to come on Thursdays before Timur Ranzezum Kido. It was like a German um, nature slash science show with dubs. So like, I remember it. I remember it. It had that weird intro with the yellow lines. And, and they would do like experiments and stuff. I remember it. I remember it. Man, that was my stuff right there, man. You know what? If I have kids, they, they, they'll hate me at first, but then they'll grow to love it when I sit them down and play them documentaries. We are going to watch about the capybara today. Sorry. This sounds like it's your just, father. It's, it's fascinating. You really have just become yeah, your father. Well, no, man. There comes a time in a man's life when he looks back and he's like, you know what? I'm my father. Do you know what? If I if I if I ever see you become as conservative as your as your father, I will laugh. That would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, obviously not. I won't. <laughs> I mean, we grow, but at the same time, there's a lot. Anyway, as I've been saying, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start the show with a certain level of of energy, the energy that you are accustomed to. So I have to ask. Wait, let me just make sure I'm recording this channel. Are y'all good to go? Sound of the them. Let me hear a drum play. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> 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 
Then are you adding effects? I, I, I was adding effects, yes. And then I heard you adding effects. Our effects were cancelling each other out. <laughs> no, wait. No, I thought, I thought I could hear like a flanger. But anyway, maybe it's just bad internet. No, no, well, I mean, you know, Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, let's not get into the nerdy. Zoom it has to suppress sounds and... Anyway, the point is... Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny, that guy, a.k.a. Danos the Mad Titan, a.k.a. Denford, a.k.a. Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, a.k.a. I'm done with these streets. I'm off to shoot uh, season one of Breaking Bad at Dominican Convent, a.k.a. Akuna Moon, Wendy Danimu. That's not funny. Did you hear that story? That's not funny. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But he's here with one of the but irrefutable, the unquestionable, the light skinned chocolate, Will Phil Chad, aka Flames Lost, the Big Boss Baby, aka Vidzapi, aka Sexington Glovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka Shamari, the Dringy. So before you get into your Dominican Convent story, I got another funny story. So um, in my attempt to clear my debts, I went to pay someone's debts. So I went to deposit money into a bank account. And normally I go with a bum bag. I was like, ah, overkill. I'm just going to the bank. I'm coming back. So I went with some joggers. But the, you know, some joggers have really shallow pockets, right? So I was I was in the bank. Um, I was leaving. My wallet fell out of the the, the trousers. I went somewhere. Mm. Realized, oh snap! I dropped my wallet. I probably left it at the bank because that's the last place I remember feeling it. I get back there. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. Then the guard comes out and he looks for me. I was like. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what? Hey, that's weird. I was like, what a weird way to describe someone. So you were, you were called a yellow bone today. Thanks. At least there's no money missing. Weird. So I, I've just been leaning into it. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, so, obviously, I, you went there, so like, so like, if, if I'm standing next to you, I, I damn near look mm-hmm. like you know Damson Idris, but you know, mm, I see. There's so the, there's a different. It's a it's a there's a there's a yellow bone, a yellow bone. Yeah, but there's, a, there's yellow a bell bone, curve. There's a yeah, bell yeah. curve of yellow boneness, and ah, mm. when I'm next to you, ah, dude, ah, I might as well be from Senegal. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds just very colorist overall. Anyway, it's, it's ladies and gentlemen, we would like to start our show with a celebration of Zimbabwean and African excellence in what we call Zimbabwean slash Africans doing it big. Allow me to introduce you to some names that you probably know already. For example, for the first time ever, Zimbabwean cricketer par excellence, a Zimbabwean cricketer has been named in uh, the ICC team of the year. And who else? But uh, the excellent Sikanda Raza, who has had an incredible mm. year in 2022. He He's was currently under in the fire. International Cricket Con- Confederation? Council? Company? What does that, that was, the, the second C in? Clothing. International Cricket Clothing Team of the Year. Mm. T20 Team of the Year, that is. It includes uh, Sikanda Raza. So congratulations to Sikanda Raza. Uh, the other 10 that were named alongside him are from the likes of Pakistan, Australia, the West Indies, India, New Zealand, and Bangladesh, and Zimbabwe's very own Skandaraza. By the way, uh, they just came from a 1-1 draw in uh, Ireland's tour of Zimbabwe. Uh, it was meant to be a 3-0 uh, oh, 
match one day international series. I don't know how it works, man. I'm not a huge fa- like a huge follower of cricket, but uh, it it went to one one. Uh, with Zimbabwe winning the first ODI and then uh, Ireland re- winning the second one. And then on the third one, when they were supposed to find out who is the champion, it rained the whole day. In fact, it's been raining champion. for like 12 days straight. So, yeah, uh, they couldn't go ahead yeah, with it did, and they did, just called it a draw. Did you try to go down Borodo Road yesterday? It was terrible, Philip. Terrible. So, Ter- this is how bad it is. How bad is my it? My mechanic bad? has my car because. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> it hasn't had no I mean it hasn't it hasn't had power steering for a while and I just kind of got used to it and I'm like fine with it. But now that my wife is coming and she might need to use a car and obviously I was like nah I got to get power steering on it. So I gave it to my mechanic. Listen, sort out the power steering. He's like cool. He still hasn't fixed it cuz he's like boss it's raining and the car is outside. I'm like dude, this is a half day job and it's like 4 days later. Yeah, it's raining. It's been raining every day all day. Yeah. just feel like if you're serious about your life i mean you know you won't die if you go in the rain get an umbrella raincoat even you know what i'm saying but it's fine anyway um yeah so congratulations to skandaraza a icc team of the year i think that's a big deal uh congratulations also to someone who we've mentioned several times already uh shasha as well as dj fistos both zimbabweans who were named in the official lineup for afro nation the premier Afrobeats festival to be held in Africa? No, to be held in Portugal from the 28th to the 30th of June. Congratulations to Shasha, who is uh, one of the acts there, as well as DJ Fistos, a Zimbabwean based in uh, the UK, I believe. It's the UK, right? I can't remember. Mm. I, 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 love, I love this lineup of all African acts. The headline acts being Burner Boy, 50 Cent, and Booba. <laughs> but I actually want to go. I'm, I'm Listen, gonna... it's all about Afrobeats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, I can't wait to hear the Abba Piano Rooms within the club. Come on, come on. Got shot, eh? Doom, 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 doom. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but honestly, this is going to be, it's going to be lit. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the lineup looks lit. Yeah, yeah. The lineup looks lit. And 50 Cent got mad hits. So, you know. I can actually get us tickets. uh, Not only are the... the, Portugal, Philip. Can you get us tickets and travel? Probably. Because also that includes getting a... Actually, no. You know what? No, I think it's already expired. I wanted to check when my... my, No, but once you already have one and you um, think it's so much easier to get a second one. Because you can just, like, they'll ask and you'll be like, guys, I went and I came back. It's easier. It's not very easy. But it is easier. That's true. Um, yeah, so congratulations to Shasha. Um, yeah, she finally responded to one of my messages today. So that was pretty cool. It felt like a... Oh, was like it... There's someone I referred you away. Was it regarding that or something else? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was just to help. It was to help one of our patrons. So Yeah, yeah, yeah I told him this week. Yeah. So, you know, the funny thing like, is... Like, I, was like, I was like, listen, man. Let's cross all our fingers and let's see if she'll respond to my message. And she did. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh my God. Every time I see her, she's just like, ah, oh, Phil, sorry. <laughs> like, just a standing. It's, it's always, hi, Phil, sorry. I'm just like, ah, it's cool. It's, cool. it's fine. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's one like, day I'll be okay, important. It's enough. fine. I understand. 
It's all good. Like I, I, I honestly, I don't even feel, I don't feel slighted by it. It's a, there's like certain people who uh, I used to have a somewhat cordial relationship, and now they're, you know, big. Now you're just somebody levels. that I, like, I, I don't, used to know. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. It's okay. Uh, I'm happy for you and your success. Um, following up on our last episode, we had an excellent interview with Jordan Muzi. Uh, obviously, last week we didn't have an episode, but the week before that, we spoke to Jordan Muzi uh, from Botswana, the Zimbabwean in Botswana, making incredible music. Uh, I shared his music, by the way, with a lot of people, and they were like, yo, who is this? We played it on radio, and people were like, yo, who is this? So I'm glad to know that, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's good taste in music all around. So that's I'm quite happy with that. I just mm. wanted to share that. Mm. Uh, I should send him this clip. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so last week, the day that we missed uh, recording was Dr. Nyerai's funeral. Uh, to catch to you day, up, actually. if you didn't listen to our, uh, yeah, if you didn't listen to our last episode, uh, the the voice behind um, Mental Wellness Mondays and a beloved member of our podcast, Dr. Nyerai Paweni unfortunately died a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was shocking and very sad news for all of us. And uh, we went through a, a, it was a very dark period, I must say, because it was just sadness everywhere. And, um, but thank you very much to the two Brooklyn Bulls community. Yo, um, the patrons and other uh, fans of the podcast contributed and donated um, uh, to the funeral because they, you know, they needed some help with stuff and uh, uh, the, uh, the, the wired to love and thrive organization sent us through a very, very nice message, a very nice thank you specifically to Two Broke Twimbo's listeners. And uh, thank you if you were one of those that expressed uh, your thoughts on social media about how Dr. Nyerai helped you, or if you contributed especially to you, thank you very much for supporting uh, that funeral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not meaning to dwell too much on that. Otherwise, I feel like we'll get very sad. So... You know, you know how I deal with feelings, Phil. You know me, suppress, suppress, suppress. Don't do that, guys. Don't do what I do. But uh, yay, something shiny! Ah! Oh my gosh! Okay, all right. It's not healthy. I am very well aware. Going through it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't lie. Outside of this, I'm just going through it. Yo, every time I speak to Dan, I'm just ranting about something else. <laughs> This is also true, Phil. I'm not going to lie to you. The last few times we've spoken, it's been rants. Ah, shut up. I'm like, yo. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Wait, when I, are you going to say, hey, let me tell you something cool that happened? What? When are you going to do that, Philip? Something cool has to happen first, Something cool that's happening is we're back to your regularly scheduled Two Broke Twimbos programming. So for those of you who've enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends, tell others who are listening that these guys are back in case you were wondering. Because you know what happens sometimes, Phil? You know, sometimes whatever podcast Dan, app you know, you're sorry, using, sorry, sorry, I just realized. I just, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just forgot. There's actually three Zimbabwean DJs. Sharice is, is on the lineup. She's Zimbabwean. I just noticed it. Oh, Damn. word. Sharice's, in fact, yeah, Sharice's rise is incredible. I first met Sharice on Clubhouse and she had a hundred followers. And hmm. she since then has just been putting in the work. 
she spent the last month, about two months now in, in Johannesburg and in Cape Town. And she's now become like one of the premier I'm a piano DJs in London. Man, in fact, I should, we should never get on the show, man. She's just been working. Shout out to her. Hey, man. shout out to Sharice. All right, dope, man. Shout out, shout out, shout out. And congratulations for being on the lineup. So, so I didn't I think, realize she was Zimbabwean. Yeah. Father's from you. She, she was actually in Zim um, last June um, visiting her grandma. Listen, to any of our listeners and patrons who are aspiring Zimbabwean DJs as well, look, there's a path, there's hope. Uh, when you get that Afro Nation call up, just remember that it, it all started on Two Broke Twimbos, right? <laughs> in case there's anyone, I doubt there is anyone, but in case there is. Mm. <clears throat> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we had the privilege, uh, just before we started recording here, we had the privilege of having an excellent, excellent conversation with uh, a superstar uh, artist hailing from Nigeria, but based in the U.S. His name is World. That's W-U-R-L-D. If that name sounds familiar, it's because you've heard his music and his music is really dope. And uh, we're quite excited that we got a chance to speak to him. And uh, I mean, we spoke a little bit about his music, but it was was a very wide-ranging conversation. And I I must say it was was really good. It harkens back to some of the great conversations we've had you know, on Two Broke Twimbos. With, uh, it's, it's definitely up there, in my opinion, as one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, it's in the top range of favorite interviews. So uh, huge shout out to World for coming through on the show. And I think he also enjoyed the conversation. And uh, we have the privilege of sharing that with you now. So if you are a fan of music, then you are going to enjoy this, uh, as well as the new music that's coming out from World uh, this, that came out this week, actually. So enjoy this conversation that Two Broke Twimbos, sorry, that 2BT had exclusively with world world premiere world premiere world premiere ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we are excited and honored to have an artist of some repute uh, on our podcast today his name is world the capital d remember that wait i just realized that has connotations i'm not trying to make right now anyway the point is we've got world on our podcast today we're super excited about it uh, those of you who know music will know World, but if you don't know him, uh, World is a, uh, shall we call you a Nigerian artist? Yeah, I think we can call you a Nigerian artist, yeah? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creative Nigerian born. Ah, Yeah, that works. I create world music. I create world music. I was born in Nigeria and I create world music. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Hence the name. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 I told you team that we're, we're, we're going to do a little different this interview because you've done a, a myriad of, of interviews. Um, and you've been in this game for a while. I, I remember coming across your, your blue hair a decade ago now. I mean, and, and even then I think you, you're still pretty much in the States and how you've been able to build your following there and then bring it back home and then go back again. That's a case study within itself that I think we'll touch on a bit later. But yeah. the the reason why we're having this conversation is, and it's a perfect fit for us. I don't know if they briefed you on this, but we actually have a segment of our podcast that deals with mental health, and oh, some, wow. and Amazing. some some of the things some of the things that we, we we touch on are mental health in the entertainment industry because both Dan and I are in it, and mm-hmm. the stresses and strains of it are, are why we we were inspired to start that segment and it's it's a little of a bittersweet moment because the therapist that we used to co-host the the show with passed away a few mm. weeks ago so like her funeral oh, yeah. was was literally last week 
So, so sorry to hear that. That's a lot. Oof. Yeah. So, so like, sorry. Yeah. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. We we're dealing with the grief um, live on air. Um, and it, that that within itself has been um, a stressful thing, but it's it's emblematic of of part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you is that no matter what you're dealing mm. with, especially in the entertainment industry, mm. the show has to go on. Mm. Absolutely, uh. absolutely. Um, it's uh, I, I tweeted something today. I said self improvement and self love is a continuous pro- uh, process. You never stop. It's endless because mm. every day we're like pushing forward for new things and. You have new struggles and new friction and you have to keep preserving that. Even when you feel okay, you have to keep preserving that because you can, you can relapse. You know, you have to keep working towards it. And having um, the people that we communicate with on a daily basis are a huge instrument to how well our, our mental state is over time. Because that's your energy, you know. The people you communicate with on a daily basis are so vital. To your well-being, I think it's so important. You know, I always say, I always say, always position yourself in love places where you're loved. That helps a lot. That's half the battle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let, let's touch sentiment. on that. Um, as a musician, what has your history or experience been with mental health, personally, and then also in the entertainment industry? Um, for me personally, right, um, I've always been that guy that always shows up um, with the right same attitude. I'm always calm. Like, this is me, like, 24-7. But I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the madness happens in my mind, in my head. But I show up with the same energy. And people are like, yo, the world is always so calm. But it doesn't mean that, like, I'm not dealing with things. It doesn't mean that I'm not frustrated at times. And I feel like my first experience of like just um, a mental, I'll say setback was when I found myself not being able to to stay calm. I felt like all those emotions, all, all those emotions that I felt over time, that I kind of like hit over time, came rushing. And for the first time, I think last year, first time in my life, I found myself in a space where I couldn't control that. And that was my very first time that I felt like, oh my goodness, this is what it feels like to feel not motivated, to feel lost without vision, to feel down, to feel low. And, you know, you almost kind of like, you feel weak, not, not body weak, right? But mentally weak. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, you feel unsure. You feel, you feel not motivated. It was was a lot going on at the same time. And it was a scary feeling for me, always being in control. Um, of my mental state and um, being able to um, not respond negatively to negative um, energy that's, that's, that's brought my way, like that comes my way on a daily basis. And it was a scary feeling. I had to turn off. It took me a while. I dealt, I dealt with it by myself. I was lucky to be around family. Um, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm such a family person and that was, that was a perfect place to be. Um, all I could do is really just take it easy and just turn off. I'm a workaholic, so I had to turn off everything that I do um, that um, that was like a norm and try to reset. Mm. Industry, music industry is very toxic. Um, I had to learn to navigate the fame part um, of the whole thing um, 
and finding ways to just really ignore both the negative comments and most of the negative comments that comes with like the comp- competitive energy of like the industry. Um, the business part of it, realizing that um, everything is really up to me. I just have to show up and be me and everything else will align at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So it's just, it's a learning process because you don't learn, you don't learn the fame part. You never learn it until you find yourself in the, in the midst of it. You try to navigate, not being able to go to the store, having to cover my hair, coming from the gym, you know, mm. having to do this and um, half the people recognize you, but more people recognize you when they see the hair. They put the dot together, but, but you can act, you know, it's easier for me to move around when I cover. But honestly, sometimes I find myself in the elevator or in, in small places and people will talk to me like, yo, you think you're hiding, right? What's up world? Whatever it is. But, to be honest, like it's a learning process for me, and um, I'm I'm learning and just trying to be the best version of me every day. To be honest, and keeping myself around loved ones and people that care about me genuinely, and 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 um, giving that same energy back because it's really all about you and the energy you give people around you. Imagine if everyone focuses on giving everybody else good energy and kindness and love. We don't have much mm. to worry about. Yeah. If I'm if I'm around you and I'm like only showing you love and kindness and empathy, and you're giving the same back, then I have nothing to worry about. We don't have nothing to worry about. But the world doesn't work that way, you know. Yeah, T- Twitter Twitter would shut down. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, what uh, you're what you're describing is is fascinating because most of us have never really experienced that. We've never really. I mean. Phil and I will get a couple of people who recognize us because of the podcast, but you know, that's a couple of people here and there and it's exciting when that happens. But mm-hmm. here you go. You, most artists that I've spoken to who've made it somewhat in the industry, they always describe this kind of situation where it's all about the art. It's all about the music and the creation and the creativity and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And then you mm-hmm. cross over a threshold mm-hmm. where the beauty turns mm-hmm. into like darkness. And it's just like, I, like yeah, I can't, I can't that's where I'm at right now. Really? <laughs> Help us understand. That's what, yeah, that's and, what I'm at. Because it becomes such a competition. It becomes such a scale of how do you people it's just really it's a it's the industry and the energy and the business. It's all about how do you surpass the last song? How do you do a bigger song? How do you do a bigger stage? How do you do um um sell out shows every time? The pressure of looking looking happy. Most people look happy, but they're not happy. The last thing I ever want to be in this life is to look, look happy. If that makes sense, hmm. you know the, the 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 pressure to look happy every day is like the beginning and the and the end of a lot of our happiness privately. Do you know what I'm saying? The pressure to wake up every day and look happy and look like you have it together. Hmm. It's a lot because now you have to, you know, you know. Um, impress other people but i feel like everything you know that this one thing never changes everything starts deep within no one can love you better than yourself no one can treat you better than yourself no one can appreciate you better than yourself everything really starts with self you know Mm. it's like when you know yourself when you know yourself and you know your worth no one can make you feel under and make you feel less of that when you don't know yourself, mm. then when somebody says something to you or make a comment, then affects you really, really deep because you most likely believe that. But if it's opposite and you know yourself, you know your you know your self worth and stuff like 
Like, you know, so much. It's so much about self-improvement at the end of the day, to be honest. Mm. You know, because um, I, I, so, I, um, one thing, what, what I, when I went through what I went through, that motivated me to create the song that I created. It was not about a song. It was about the message. So when you ever listen to the song Free Sounds for Healing, everything about that song was intentional for me. It was not just about a song. I made sure the title of the record meant something, meant what I was, the message. Even if you don't um, listen to the song in depth and you see Sounds for Healing, what does that mean? It's just Sounds for Healing, right? Um, a lot of people, I know a lot of people have been in situations where they go through stuff and they can't even get themselves out of it. That's, that leads to suicide, leads to a lot of really, really um, hateful things. Um, so yeah, man, we just got to be kind to each other. A lot of people going through stuff they don't even speak about. You got to be really kind to each other these days, yeah. Mm, definitely, definitely. And thank you for sharing that, dude. Much appreciate. I think a, a lot of people... I mean, I know we're here to talk about the music, but sorry, I'm just like hearing what you're saying. And it's, it's not about, no, I love, no, here's the thing. For me, yeah. all this conversation, music, music is a, is a, is a blessing. It's a, it's a gift from God. And everything else that we do is the messaging, how we inspire, how we motivate each other, how we keep each other going. And music is a tool for me. So the message is important. So I love this conversation. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm loving it as well. So just to, just to add to it before we continue, um, I read a, a blog post the other day by Tim Ferriss and he was, he was trying to, he was trying to help people understand fame. And he said, look, I'm not as famous as other people, but with my little bit of fame, I'm grateful for what it comes with. So don't, don't make it, don't, don't mm-hmm. take it as me complaining about, you know, the money and the fame that comes with it, but try and understand this. Think back to your class when you were in school, high school mm-hmm. or junior school, whatever. Can you remember at least one weird person in your class? Like, like by weird, I mean like almost dangerous. Like you wouldn't feel comfortable being alone with them. You, most of you can probably remember one person like that. What about in the whole school? Uh, maybe there were two or three people, yeah. maybe a little more than that. Bullies, that you're like, yeah, like, yeah, maybe like a few bullies and stuff. Yeah, maybe, you know, like, the, that, was it. like yeah. that person's dangerous. You know what I mean? Like they'd, they'd probably hurt you. Mm. So he's like, imagine now mm. you have 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 fans. How many of those mm. are that person? Mm. And mm. now that now that person mm. has access to you through social media or at your shows or mm. whatever other means, mm. so it does get a bit. Mm. And I remember reading that, and I was like, I never think about it like that, yo. I'll be sitting here yeah. saying, man, yeah. I, I wish I had five million followers on on Instagram, and yeah. <laughs> and it gets so. to a certain stage too, like you know, the the way the world works is really interesting. How there's a certain level. It's like, do you ever? Okay, there's some certain friends that you can't keep after a certain mm. time in your life. It's not even about music. This is just generally. Yeah. Some certain friends can only see you succeed to a certain level. They have an imagination and a picture in their mind of how well they want you to succeed. When you start passing that, it becomes a problem. The energy changes. Mm. Now you're surpassing that. You know, that's, that's, that thing is real. You know, there's yeah. certain energy, like, People you can't keep around you after a certain time. There's nothing negative, but it's just the energy. It's just the the comp- like so, you know. It, it's it's some real stuff. But overall, I, I'm I'm just saying that like I think we are just fighting different battles. We're on a, we're fighting different detail in our battles, but we're on the same journey. We're all 
we are moving towards the self-improvement and self, you know, um, self-improvement every day, both mental wellness every day. We're dealing with it differently, you know, different details, you know. Whew. Heavy topic. So I, I think you, you, you had made mention of like how you view yourself and now you just, yeah. you also just made mention of like, as your career progresses, how people perceive you changes. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you touched on something really important there. So, towards the beginning of your career and if mm. you look at that and now how has your self image changed how have you viewed yourself and how have you treated yourself as you've grown in your career you know what i'm just treating myself with more self love by the day um self validation self love um working you know, we're constantly working on us my i'm constantly working on myself to be better with the people around me, better communicator. Um, you know, the music then is a blessing. Like I just, I don't take it for granted. Like the fans and the people that, that love and support what I do, I, I see how much they really, really support it. Like they really want me to win. They really want more for me. That, that I don't take that for granted, to be honest. Like for me, I'm just like, I'm just sharing my truth on a daily basis. Like I know the type of artist that I am. Like I know I release unorthodox music every time and and it's you know it's i have to be bold to do that every time and the people that appreciate what i do they're really bold with me every song that i've released have not been the same type of frequency and i release music based on what i believe and i just i'm just so grateful to continue to do what i do and just you know knowing that i'm about to release some of the most amazing music that i've ever released in my life in my career i'm just i'm just like appreciative and gra- and grateful that I'm able to stay motivated to keep doing what I'm doing. Because without a motivation, there's really nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm actually more motivated than ever, but I'm more centered. I'm more, I'm more, I'm taking care of myself more and not, not taking, taking for granted the idea of just constantly working on myself while building my career at the same time. Does it make sense? Yeah. I'm not careless. I'm not careless. I was careless. That was what. That was why. The, what happened to me last year happened, because I wasn't taking time for myself. I was just working and working. Uh, I released three projects in in fourteen months. Mm. You know, I released um, "Love Is Contagious." Um, I love "Girls in Trouble" with stars and Afro Soul in fourteen months. I didn't give myself time to to to. That was part part of it. So this time around, I'm I'm, I'm taking care of myself more while improving my myself with the music and and growing as well. So that's one thing I'm doing more now. Mm, well, that's what's up. And we've seen the evidence of it. I mean, straight from the gym, you know, physical wellness is mm-hmm. close to mental wellness. Yeah, that's part of my, like, even with the song Free, like, I'm, I'm motivating people um, now. Like, I'm doing this challenge called, like, just, like, um, Free Challenge where, like, I'm, I'm having people share videos, short clips of what they do to stay inspired. I like to work out, you know. Mm. Um, some people like to take walks. Some people like to just watch TV. Some people like to just rest. Whatever it is that you do, um, have um, use the music um, the, on the real IG reel. Um, do um, what you call it? What's that? Um, um, open verse challenge. Um, do yeah. What you say? The the open verse. No, no, no. I did open verse. No, this is more like clips. For example, if you like to work out, if you like to, if you like to take walks, if you like to cook, whatever mm. it is that you do, like have the music and just share that with me and tag me. Ah, I'll post, okay. post it on my page. I'm letting people show their wellness, their wellness approach, whatever it is they do, 
to stay to stay inspired on a daily basis. I like to work out. That's what I do. So, you know, that helps. That helps. It's like that's part of my therapy. Yeah, definitely. So I think that also brings us to the next question is you're, you're a multi-talented artist. You, you broke into the game as a, as a writer then you became your own performing artist um, and you're in between continents. So your schedule and your routine is probably all over the place. What do you do to try and maintain some form of stability so that you do have a routine to protect yourself? Um, I try to, I try to rest more these days and I try to take more time, time off. Um, to reset. Um, I'm constantly working out in different cities. I was in Paris. I was in Paris the last five days. I found a gym to stay motivated. Um, I got to Atlanta today, woke up, got some rest. Before I started my day, I had to find another gym. To, I just, you know, that's that's my routine that helps. Working out helps. I mean, that's one time that I get to not think too much because I'm, I'm like, you know, you're lifting and you're running you focus on your muscles, muscles and stuff. So for me, like that, that's the time. That's one of the times that I I get to like think more free, and I, I get more creative after working out. Like I get more creative, and I hit the gym. After hitting the gym, I hit the studio. Just you know, I try to I try to rest in between. To be honest, you know, get more rest in between because it's important. Rest is important, you know. Because mm. if not, without rest, I I um I used to not rest a lot, and I found I found myself like burning out. So nowadays, I just try to rest as much as I can because it's very important. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think sometimes the the, the narrative of you got to work hard, which is true. I mean, you have to work hard, but yeah. sometimes yeah. it's a little overglorified. And less is more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less is more too. You know, being more intentional with time is it goes a long way because you can do a lot of nothing. Listen, I you had know, to hear that. I need to wanna, hear that today because I was literally thinking when I'm done yeah, with this podcast, I got to, <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. We don't want to do it. We don't, we don't want to end up in a space where you're doing a lot of nothing. I was having a conversation with a great, one of my very good friends today. It was like, yo world, man, we need to be very intentional with our time at 80, 20, 20% of what we do sometimes could do a lot. We don't want to end up doing a hundred percent of a lot of things and it wears you out some 20% of energy put in the right place intentional could go a long way and i was like wow thank you for that that was something that was shared with me this morning i was like it was just another um validation and just re- um a reminder of some of the things and that we need to be focused on you know absolutely time yeah so uh phil and i were listening to your new song uh free the one that you were just talking about um, yeah so mm. My first thought was world music that I know is, I I think you call it Afro soul, you know, like it's like, it's got that, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and I felt like, oh, this is different. Um, Am I missing? Is this, have you done a lot more like electronic sounds before or am I, I'm slow to catch up? You know what? My, my, my very first type of ever success that I've ever had in my life was, in house music. Mm. I oh, was, word. Um, oh, word. this was even before Africa discovered me with show you off with the song, show you off. Um, I was doing, I was doing top lines and hooks and um, vocals for like house DJs across Europe. Mm. Right. Mm. I was working, I was working with different, like all the house DJs. Mm. One of my mentors was introducing me to like from David, um, um, David Guetta to like, uh, 
uh, my guy, um, Gromi, um, um, just a lot of like house DJs and I was just doing hooks. And, uh, my first success was in, um, East Africa, uh, East, um, Eastern Europe. I had like one of like the biggest songs in 2015. People don't even know. The record was re- released through Sony, um, Gold Plaque. And that was my first plaque ever. It was sent to me by the time it got to me in Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta then. When I got that plaque, it was shattered. It was broken. You know, and I told myself, I was like, you know, this is the first of many. It was a, yeah, it was a bummer. I was like, I was ready to hang it up. When I opened it, it was shattered. It was, you know, but, but he's, so it's all, it's all blessings and stuff. But my first, I was doing a lot of house music before even my Afro beat, beat fusion. So just for a lot of people that don't know. So if you Google like world, and you, you find a lot more stuff on YouTube besides the Afrobeat stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dope, man. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I love the song. Go ahead. Thank you. I, I was going to say, like, I think you also just touched on, on something that, that's really um, pivotal is even in the midst of success, they, they, they're going to be letdowns, but you also managed to pivot. So, like, mm. how do you think you were able to successfully pivot your career um, where you've covered so much ground, like writing for hip hop and R and B, doing top lines mm. for for dance music, now mm. um, coming com- coming back to the continent and, and doing mm. Afro beats and so forth. All the while, mm. you, you're still maintaining some form of unique brand identity. Like, how have you managed mm. to do that? Where so many artists, when, when when they chop and change, it's like, wait a minute, man. Like, it seems like you're just hopping on the trend. Well, with you, it's, it's always sounded mm. authentic. How how have you managed to do that? I just stay true, man. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't really explain it. I have a clear vision of where I'm going. So every decision and intention and stuff that I do, um, for, it's like when you know where you're going, everything, in the, everything you do in the current time, you, you make better decisions and things that get you to where you're going. If you don't know where you're going and you just wake up and just try things every day, you're going to go left today, you're going to go right tomorrow, but still... For me, like I try different sounds. I'm constantly experimenting, but there's a certain essence of who I am that I can't really explain. It stays consistent, but it's just really me knowing who I am, and it's a it's a blessing. Mm. A lot of people don't don't are still trying to find themselves. I I know myself, so for me, I operate from that truth, knowing that, for example, for example, if I'm creating a song and I have an idea, for example, the song free. I had a vision for it. There was a story I wanted to tell. There was a there's a feeling I wanted to get out there. I just stayed I just stayed true to that purpose. And for me, like you can't really explain that. That's more spiritual than anything else. So, yeah. Nah, nah. that's powerful. Um, go ahead, Dan. So, um, there, there's something that I wanted to to bring up. Again, I'm diverting a little bit away from the music. Mm. My bad, but it's still related. Okay. Um, no, no, no problem. No, no problem. So recently, I mean, I've been seeing a, a little bit of a narrative or a conversation that's happening online that uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of, which is basically the the separation that seems to be happening in some circles um, or how people mm. really want to separate African music and American music or black American music. And I mean, I think mm-hmm. you're uniquely positioned as as someone who has a foothold in kind of both to some extent, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, have you found that like um, black people in America 
are accepting or enjoying your music or African music in general? Or is there still that kind of like uh, separation of, I mean, some of them are loving Afro beats and others are, are feeling like, nah, you know, you know, the, the general talking points that are going around that I don't want to necessarily repeat, but I just wanted to hear your experience um, and what you've noticed. noticed. It's a process. I feel like the appreciation for Afrobeat music from like, like the Western culture, it's like has grown over time, you know, um, and it's going to keep getting better. More people appreciate it every day. It's like, uh, it's like a chain reaction. It's like someone in like, it's, it's, I feel like it's grown over time. At the beginning stages, it was like, what is this? Okay, this is vibes, but I don't understand it. More people are learning about the culture. I feel like everything is so cultural because you got to give people time to learn the culture um, because there's, there's a language barrier as well. Sound is one thing. Rhythm is one thing. And feeling is one thing. But also, there's a, there's a language barrier that people just need to understand. I feel like when you think of like the Jamaican culture, it's been... Jamaican culture and, and, and American society has been there for way longer, musically, right? The Latin culture has been there way longer. So Afrobeats is a bit newer, and you got to give people time to kind of like learn and just take it all in. And part of it is not just the sound. Part of it is understanding what's been said. Part, part of it is understanding where we come from. I feel like the beauty of it is like it's motivating more Americans and Black people to come to Africa. That's part of it. It's cultural exchange. It's beyond music, right? It's communication. It's 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 um, it's history. It's um, information. Uh, it's a lot of that. Um, you know, like being part of that is beautiful. Like you know, um, I feel like even through the collaborations, the help those are helping a lot. Those those R and B Afrobeat collaborations are helping a lot. Um, I remember um, even like a record that I wrote. Um, blew my mind. That's the one with Chris Brown and DeVito. Um, that was a beautiful moment, like, especially having a song. That was one of the first Afrobeats R&B record that I feel like people really, really, like, gravitated towards, like, yo, this Afrobeat R&B record actually sounds really, really great together. That was one of the first ones. But now there's a lot more of it. I feel like, I feel like it's a cultural exchange that's, that's growing every day. We have to give it time and it's going to get better, you know, from my perspective. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. I hope, I hope there's more synergies. Yes. I mean, you know what? It's going to get better. It's like we, we as African have to really just keep executing. We don't, we don't need, we just got to keep executing and keep um, collaborating. You know, everything we can do better with how we collaborate and appreciate each other with it. Not just Nigeria and Ghana, just there's still separation. We could do so much better with how we support each other. Mm. Genuinely, not just, not just in the forefront, not just in the forefront of it, mm. but how we really, really genuinely support each other from the heart. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, there's still a lot of separation in that part. So we can do better with that. Like, not just like, Oh, only doing it when it favors one party or the other. If that makes sense. Yeah. In fact, that's another thing you just touched on. Um, you, you, I think you were probably one of the earlier uh, American-based um, Nigerian acts that came home, and you've been kind of pretty inter- integral in like bridging the gap. You just gave an example of, of of doing blow my mind, 
And there's been a handful of guys like you, especially in the in, around Atlanta, particularly Atlanta and LA, that have really been helping bridging the gap. How it, it, with what you've been saying, have there been moments of frustration where you're like, yo, I'm genuinely trying to put you guys on. I'm genuinely trying to connect because you're from a different world. Because like, even when you're rattling off, I can really tell, oh, okay, he's already of the mindset of my publishing points are going to look like this and then that. In Africa, it's a totally different mindset. People aren't thinking that way. Have you had moments of frustration? And when you do have those moments, yeah. how do you deal with them? There's a, so many. Like I feel like the industry gives you, the industry that we're in, there, there are moments of frustration every day, literally, mm. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, my journey is like very interesting. Because I've constantly released music that's different from what people are used to at every time. It's been against the norm, like from 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 even like from trouble to blow my mind to show you off to my latest latest album. And really, for me, it's like you know what, you know, I've I've been inspired in my life. Like the type of artists that inspire me are artists that. You know, you know how it feels when you listen to a song for the first time and an artist that's different, that brings something different to the table? And you're like, what is that? Right? Mm-hmm. That special mm-hmm. feeling of finding something new. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. That inspires, that motivates me. That's, 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 those are the artists that inspire me growing up. So for me, like, um, there's a lot. When you, talk, you mentioned something about publishing. Mm-hmm. When I first came into the Afrobeat scene, a lot of a lot of artists, a lot of producers, this is, I said me coming to the Afrobeat scene was 2016. That was when I did Show You Off. Mm. 2017 was when we shot the video and that's the blue hair. It was the first time people saw that. At that time, a lot of producers, when I started collaborating with Afrobeat producers, a lot of producers didn't have a lot of their publishing information and PRO set up at that time. And these producers have done like most of the Afrobeat hit records at the time for the past like five, 10 years. So that's to tell you how late the information was coming in. And fast forward is a lot better now. A lot, a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of Afro, Afrobeat producers, creative songwriters, um, understanding the essence of that. So it's like when you want to do business and you communicate in publishing with um, your peers and a lot of people don't understand what, they're, what they deserve, what their worth is, what to ask for. It's a lot of information that needs to go around. We need to keep ed- educating ourselves um more and more every day because a lot of opportunities can come and go without not when, when it comes to international business and not knowing what what you're worth and what to ask for so it's a lot of like educational and patience i have to be patient every time to be honest because you can't react the way you see things you have to be very patient mm. in how you communicate and try to be as clear as possible just to get the business across so people can get more of the music yeah you know um it's important. The business part of it is such a huge part because the communication of handling those parts so people can get more music is so important on a daily basis. It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, that part, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Dan, I don't know if there's anything, anything else you want to take this conversation, but um, I've really yeah. enjoyed this chat. Um, yeah. I think... Because uh, you know what? Just to add to it, like fans be like, yo, we need more music. We need more music. When is the next single? But the reality of it is like nowadays, in order to release a successful song, there's a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. 
but not so much at the same time. But there's still a lot of moving pieces. We have to do DSP pitching. You have to do marketing um, positioning. Your label or distributor have to be ready to support you at the time. But the fans and people only see like, yo, we need, need new music. But there's so many moving pieces that has to be aligned to create a successful record in the eyes of the, the, the society. That makes sense. Definitely. Because yeah. um, some of the, mm-hmm. most of the most amazing music are not being heard today because the, the system is changing and the things that needs to be in place to, to support these songs. And the attention span is so short. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of great artists are frustrated because, you know, the, 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 the formulas and everything is changing. But we're adjusting. As a creative, you just got to have to keep adjusting, adjusting just, to, you know, with the frequency of how things are going. You know, yeah, 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 definitely, mm. definitely. I think the last question I wanted to have before I give you a, an anecdote is: so, with regards to your mental health, is there someone that mm-hmm. you speak to, or like people that you trust, or even a professional that you speak to to just help you cope with, with the, mm-hmm. the stress that you deal with? Um, no professional. I never saw a therapist. I've never. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I've just identified certain people that um, have the same mental frequency of knowledge and ideas, people that just speak knowledge and wisdom into my life, right? Mm. That I'll just call and just have conversations with from time to time and we just we just um help each other um um see the light in everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um so, you know just friends and you know I I've identified those people over time. And whenever I feel like you know I just want to have a conversation, I'll just call them. And, and and likewise, like I feel like we are we're humans first, and we're for each other, and we should keep motivating and helping each other as much as we can. To be honest, that's it. You know, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, ah oh, man, I appreciate it. So I've got a, a cute anecdote for you. Um, just mm-hmm. while you were speaking about like the American audience being receptive to Afrobeats, I remember this thing. So many years mm-hmm. ago, I was in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know mm. if you've been to New Hampshire, but there's no black people in New Hampshire. So I couldn't get my head. Never been. Never been. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. don't go. Don't go. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the closest place with a black barber was Burlington, Vermont, which is like a, an hour mm. 30. We drive there, mm. little population of 30,000 people. There's only one black barber in town. I walk in there. Mm. My man's is playing Afrobeats and he's an American through and through. And he started with One Day Cole mm. and then he had some DeVito. And then one of the songs that popped up was um, Show You Off with um, Sheezy and Wilson. Mm. And I was just mm. like, so while you were remembering, I was like, oh, snap, I actually do remember that moment. That was that was a crazy time. <laughs> but wow. I think that, that, yeah. just, that just shows like how far Afrobeats has gone and is continuing to go. Because if one black bob in Burlington, Vermont is listening to it, mm. that was five mm. years ago. Just imagine mm. what, what you're doing now. Yeah, it's it's you know what it's gonna get. It's gonna keep getting better, and um, the beauty of it is like more. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine a world where you have like the the artists that were inspired by Whiskey, more artists inspired by Devito, more artists inspired by um, Burna Boy, but different. They're gonna have different ranges, mm. right? These are all African artists. Artists inspired by world, artists inspired by Rema, artists inspired by, by just just name it. Because the next generation is watching. They're taking 
different little pieces of all these different energy and inspired. And you can imagine that world that's going to be very interesting to watch in the future. I, I would say like, you could even claim to be the the father of a couple of these guys here. Yeah? I are, are you telling me are you telling me Ruger didn't look I'm at you humble. and, and like, you know I'm what I mean? Humble. I'm humble with it. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um I saw I saw like honestly like okay, I've never really mentioned this. What inspired me to actually start like my Afrobeat fusion was um I saw prior to me doing Show You Up. Show You Up was my very first attempt at at um Recording an Afrobeat fusion record. That was my first attempt. Show you off was. And um, I saw a world where most of the music I was listening to in Atlanta, those Afrobeats were highly rhythmic music, dance. It was all dance. It was dance, dance, dance. Mm. Um, not as lyrical, but mostly melody and dance. And really just for the dance floor, right? And for me, coming from where I, where I come from, just... Um, songwriting world and stuff i was like you know what what happens when you put when you slow down and you put a lot of lyrics and stuff um kind of like approach it like an r&b record but the music is more afrobeats and you bring those worlds together that's what the afro soul was at the time that was my inspiration like you know what i i love the essence of just um putting a different um range of what the sound is everything that exists is beautiful what happens when you do do it this way? And that's really what that was. And I just stuck to it. And I've just really just been creating different range of that, what that is. Um, the new music that's coming is even more exciting because it's just the continuous growth for me as well. I'm growing every day. I'm learning the communication every day with the changes that's happening all around me. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Dope, 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 man. Dope, man. I don't know, Dan. So, I, look, I, I, think I guess. Covered it, yeah. I mean, I, I've enjoyed this chat. Um, I think all that's left really is to introduce Likewise. our audiences, yeah, to this brand new, brand new song. It's called "Free Sounds for Healing." Um, it's it's yeah. featuring. It's not just you, right? It's featuring some. Yeah, major major league DJs and yums. Um, those are my brothers. It's always been just easy love. Like I love creating music with with people that just have genuine love and just frequency and we just both appreciate each other mm. beyond music and these guys have been supportive it's been pure love and that's why the music um feels and sounds the way it feels it's just just pure love yeah dope 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 nah man and and for for, right. for, for the the small fraction of our listeners who might not have heard of you or this is their first time encountering you where can they get hold of you on the socials Social media um, is um, This Is World. It's T-H-I-S-I-S-W-U-R-L-D. And it's the same across all social media platforms. Um, that's Twitter, Facebook, IG, Snapchat. I'm hardly on Snapchat. Every once in, every once in six months, I'll post something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, This Is World, T-H-I-S-I-S-W-U-R-L-D. Perfect, man. Th- thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm glad we had a chance um, to have this conversation and um, just share more light, um, shine more light on the idea and the conversation that we don't talk about enough. This mental wellness, you know, um, it's important. It's very important for everybody. Definitely, definitely, definitely.
guys uh we've got some time that we can talk about some of the things that have been going on in the world and we're here to uh break it down for you in the only the way that two broke timbos can so um you know what phil just the other day i was going through Mm -hmm. uh videos from nama i was just reminding myself that yo napoleon did a really good job with the production of some of those things i mean of course there were some behind the scenes Mm -hmm. issues but at least in the end it really looks good. Like I was watching the yeah. the, the the medleys, like the Nati O and and Yasha David, and I was like, man, what a great performance! And then as I was watching the Nama videos, I came across yours and and my video. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah! <laughs> By the way, the two broke twimbles. Wait, sorry, two hey, BT you from your your memory. <laughs> Had you blocked that from I, your I memory? Forget- <laughs> <laughs> 2BT were, were the official red carpet hosts. 
at Nama 2021, 2022? Two. It was last year, Dan. No, how? how? I, I, know it, no, I know it was last year. I'm just trying to remember what do they call it. Do they call it for the year that it covers or do they call it the year that it's held? No, it was 20 because it was um, the 20th anniversary. The 20th edition, yeah. So yeah, so we were the whole, I mean, I didn't get a call up this time around. Did you, Phil? No, no, no. I think they're going a different direction. Uh, clearly, but uh, which is okay. You know, that's fine. We, you know, we, um, did a, we did a good job. We did, considering everything that was against us, and there was a lot against us. We did a good. I had fun actually. We, Looking back on it, it was stressful. Phil, but it's a, it's it's the type of stress I enjoy. I like she enjoyed it. If you if you, I know you didn't allow yourself to watch that video because you didn't want to relive the stress. But like now that you're no, calm, I did watch it. I did. Hey, what the highlight reel? Okay. Or the, the full light. It yeah, actually looks it. pretty. Like, we did a good job, Phil. We did a good we job. Had a, uh, we had, we did a great, Dan, we did a great job. I think the only thing, I don't know, I don't know if it's, if it's our rapport, if it's through the grace of God, if it's happenstance, but that one hour um, medley where we were just ping, ping-ponging each other blindly <laughs> and it went, like, it went off without a hitch. Where, where, blind ping-pong, you guys don't understand. We were throwing to you each other are... without even knowing where he was. <laughs> because you, you that know was what? throwing to me. We... I was just pulling people off the red carpet. I was like, oh, shot, I know you. Shot, come here, shot. Hey, and we're here with Sean Munda. Sean, you're back in the country. How's the theater scene in Kenya? <laughs> Be- because you have to understand, the plan sounded great. Because we had in-ear pieces. We were going to have a producer was telling us, okay, now throw to Phil. Now throw How many Dan. hours did we great. spend preparing our script, Dan? How many hours did we spend? We had a script prepared in blocks and everything. Did we use it? Do, 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 do you even, even remember? It, it wasn't supposed to be just the two of us. There was a third person who was also. <laughs> I hope she's doing good. I hope, I, I hope she's doing good. She's doing... <laughs> anyway, the I, I point is. She's all right. Yeah, I, I mean, the point is, I also follow her on Instagram, but I can't remember how old she said she was because sometimes I feel uncomfortable. You know how yeah. the, the young people these days are very free, you know? And I'm like, is she, did she say she was, I can't, anyway, but I hope she's. All I remember is too young. Well. Whatever age she said, in my head, it's too young. So I don't, I don't need the figure, <laughs> I just know. Too yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, Phil and I were just, listen, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to say we're crossing over to Phil right now. He better be ready. I don't know. And then, and then, I'm like, all idea was Phil, go. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, the thing is, when you hire people who are good at what they do, they'll make it work. Do you know, they'll I, make it no, work anyway. Remember, do, you know, do you know what the most annoying thing about that, uh, about that night was? All that included. You remember, like, we had a list of the attendees and then we started highlighting who we'd want to speak to because, yep. and then we started developing talking points for those people. Yep. The we did research. Because things, because things were not moving to plan and people weren't being ushered the way they're supposed to be ushered, I would be on carpet and I'd be fighting. Obviously, like, because we do this, so we do the, we're doing the podcast, you've been on radio, I've been running blogs, we're able to like have an interview while thinking of other things and, yeah. or just come up with, with like on the, off the cuff questions. And we had our standard, like we were smart as well. Like, I think we had like three standard questions. We were like, yo, when we're out of any questions, we don't know anything about this person. We've got the three standard questions. We can ask everyone and then just to keep things rolling. 
and I was interviewing one of those people, and I I I, I can't even remember who it was. But I remember three of the people that we wanted to interview walking by us, and I'm trying to find an usher or someone. I'm like, no one, no one is, no one is like you guys. Oh, anyway, let's focus on the positive. The fact is, if you get a chance, please go onto YouTube, search Nama 2022 Red Carpet, and you'll. And I mean, I think we did a good job. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is because Nama is happening next month. Uh, there's already a countdown going on. It's almost uh, just under a month before. Nama 2023 happens, the 21st edition. Uh, and it looks like... Have you got your invite? Um, they are hoping to, to increase the glitz and glamour. Because apparently, last year was still kind of under COVID-19 sanctions. So it wasn't really as good as it should have been. And this year, it's going to be like super extra. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm, now I'm excited to see. Because it was still pretty, it was still pretty glamorous. So uh, apparently the they have promised a very unique stage design that has never been seen before in Zimbabwe. Mm, we're going to have a sphere. <laughs> it's going to be, they're Who's copying Beyonce's, Beyonce's stage from Dubai. That's what's happening. So it's going to be very it's interesting. So keep Who's an eye on, uh, I have no idea. It's probably still, I think it's, it's not still Napoleon. Napster's in the UK is doing his masters. Anyway, Napster has just started a job at the new TV station. He's back. I don't know if he's in the cap, but I in the announcements he was included. <laughs> so I think we should just. But call if Napster is, but how can Napster work for? You can't work for Jacaranda and the TV station at the same time. Is it too late? I'm gonna let's call him. Calling him. Yeah, let's give him. Yeah, give, let's give him a call. <laughs> This is this is the advantage of having us in when you have your number in the phone book, ah, my one. Sorry, man. Zero pull in these streets. I mean, it is pretty late. So. All right, sorry, sorry, quite all right. Anyway, the point is, look out for Nama twenty twenty three. Um. Oh, so this this is news that only broke today, and I included it. Because it made me think of, you know what, Phil, I, I, don't, I don't really speak about anything on social media anymore. I just post jokes and Arsenal content because I always think if there's something I want to say, I'm going to say it um, on, on the podcast. So um, today broke mm. some very interesting news um, from Dominican Convent. Now, for those of you who are familiar with Zimbabwe's education system, you will know that Dominican Convent is viewed as one of a one of the top schools, uh, class-wise. I don't know if that's the right word. But not only that, it also is extremely strict in terms of, uh, air quotes, morals. Which is why, for example, they wear overalls for a uniform. So it turns out that <laughs> early today, news started circulating. It was a little WhatsApp message screenshot that was going around that apparently was in a group. It was a parent's group. Uh, from convent and it was circulating about um, drugs in the school just to give you a few just to give you a few quick uh, highlights from the message it was basically uh, someone was saying just coming from a parent's meeting in a very meeting, typical uh, uh, dramatic Zimbabwean fashion hey that was a dramatic yeah yeah it was message. a very dramatic message but apparently there's drug usage at convent a parent's testimonies were heartbreaking um, be wary of their outings to queen of hearts apparently too much drug usage weed crystal meth vape <laughs> anyway, 
Um, yeah, so apparently there were some there were some students who were caught. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, pardon the interruption. Just had to handle some home business uh, as I prepare for the arrival of my wife. I need to soften. When she the, again? When I need to soften. Again? She lands this weekend. I need to soften the blow of Zimbabwe as much as possible. Wait, have you got a new bid? I don't. This is a somewhat new bid. It's small, don't you think, Dan? Hmm? It's a bit small. Are you kidding me? This is a large bed. What are you talking about? Have you seen my bed? I don't think you've seen my bed. What? What? what Dan, ask like <laughs> walk yourself through that statement. Okay, <laughs> Phil. About a year ago, I bought a brand new bed. I I had it custom made because I wanted it slightly longer than the average bed because, as mm. you know, I'm quite tall. And I was tired of just my toes peeking out from the from the end of the bed. It is a, mm. it's what they call a queen XL. So it's not oh, quite the king queen. size, but it's yeah, it's it's, mm, it's okay. plenty big. Okay, you went for the queen. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That's nice. Quite like cute, it. I, I got it. I got it with all the frills. It has a pillow top, and they and they were like, "Are you sure this is normally what we get for our geriatric customers?" I was like, "Put it." <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the orthopedic shoes to match with? <laughs> I got the full air tank. So, yeah, so the, the, I'm, I'm happy yeah. with it. However, the rest of the house, uh, there's a lot of things that will probably be thrown out. You know how it is. But, you know, we move. Yeah, right, I, I, I I got the super king in myself, you know. So so the family, my parents are over uh, during the holidays. Uh, and it's actually quite a funny story. I don't know how much I want to share, but let me just say this. My, so back in the day, my, my mother always used to come and stay over. Like, you know... Um, when she'd come for like um, gatherings, assemblies, and so forth, and then my mother tends tends to be a little nosy. So mm-hmm. one day she opened a drawer she shouldn't have opened, and I realized she had opened the drawer, but she never spoke on it. But I could tell the way she closed the drawer. She closed it in a panic. She's like, ah! <laughs> "What are so you now, going?" No. So now she just doesn't go into my room at all. <laughs> Is it the drawer with accessories? Hmm. But then she had she had she had to come into the room because she needed the full body mirror, a full length mirror, because we were going to my cousin's wedding. And then she saw the bed, and she hadn't seen my bed. Yet. And then she, then now it became a whole thing because now she, Michael, Michael, come see the size of this bed. Why don't we have a bed this big? That was actually that was actually I, a nice proud moment when my mom was ranting to my dad. That he, he should step his game up. Because to I be more like bit. Mm. Yeah, well, I get yeah. that. Actually, I, I I do kind of wish I had gotten the king. I just remember on the day, the reason I decided not to was because the king came with two bases. You know, the two bases that come yeah. at the bottom. And that just annoyed me. And I, maybe I should have just asked if they have like a regular base. But anyway. No, super king, you've got to get, you either got to get a, a proper frame made or thing. But I actually wanted to get a frame made, but I can't get a frame because you, you know this apartment. I can't fit it through the door and I can't bring it around the back. So... That's the only thing, but we really look at look at Wolfie. We we're so domesticated. Look at we are, we're having discussions about bed frames, <laughs> pillow tops. Uh, yeah, no. There earlier comes a time, to, earlier you know? today, I got into a long back and forth thread about uh, techniques for cleaning your washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that gets you excited these days. I saw a mop the other day. I was like, ooh, ooh, that one looks good. <laughs> Like it's self-squeezing? What? Okay. 
Oh, I, I see the guy on TikTok. Have you, have you seen this? This guy on TikTok, he sells those mops. You know the ones where like you, it's got like a thing you put in the bucket and you press it down and then it spins. And so it like kind of spin dries the mop. So he's got like a TikTok page where he'll be doing fancy tricks and then cleaning up all these messes. And I just watch that. Like that's that's all I watch on TikTok these days. It's it's him, it's pimple extraction videos, and it's Keith Lee. That's all I watch on TikTok now. Keith Lee is my favorite Guys, TikToker. Do you know who Keith Lee is? I, I uh, nope. You don't know who Keith? No. Nope. Oh, okay, wait. Let me play you. Let me play you on a Keith Lee's. No, no, you don't TikTok have to. No, you don't have to do. You don't have to do that full. It's okay. No, <laughs> you don't have. It's to. actually. He's actually really wholesome. You'll enjoy it, and our listeners will enjoy it, no, especially in these that. times it's of just, distress. It's just. Ke- Keith Lee is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm just... Guys, I, I promise we're exciting. We are fun, young, and exciting. Um, we are cool guys. I just have the bakery. Mm. I promise. We are, we're I know it doesn't happening. sound like it right now. We're, world we is are. like, what the hell did these people book me on, bro? What type of a podcast is this? <laughs> I know. Everyone who's listening <laughs> to this podcast because of world, they're like, mm, what a great interview. Let me keep listening. <laughs> Listen, okay, okay, I don't know what's going on today. Normally, we're a lot more fun. I like to work out a lot. And last night, I did a 10-mile bike ride. And okay. on my way home from the bike Listen, ride, I was riding past this street. On the street was a food truck. Never seen this food truck before. The foodie in me got interested immediately. So I said, let me go see what they're talking about. I thank God that I did. I walked up to the food truck, and it was a seafood place. I'm allergic to shellfish, <laughs> so I was like, oh, never mind. I can't eat nothing here. While I was saying that to myself, I looked up, and there was one person in the food truck. His name is Gary. Gary asked me what I wanted. I told him, oh, never mind. I'm allergic to shellfish. I see all you sell the shellfish. He was like, don't worry about it. I sell burgers, fries, and catfish. I was like, cool, but I can't eat anything that touched shellfish. He was like, I can get clean bowls, clean utensils, clean dishes, clean oil. He was like, don't worry about it. Then he went on to say, but you know what? I am about to close because, again, it was 10 o'clock at night. He was like, how about you come back tomorrow and I can make it fresh for you? I said, absolutely. I'll see you tomorrow. He said, come back today from 11 to 3. I got there at 12 o'clock. Again, empty. It was nobody there but me. He told me he's just trying to survive right now, and it's very slow. He's lucky if he get five to ten people in. It always fluctuates. So right now, it's kind of like if I can get five or ten, you know, it, right, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm only surviving. I'm not. So it's a, it's it's about a four minute TikTok. But anyway, the long story short is what Keith Lee does is he blew up um, a couple months ago where he did a food review, and then he's sitting on his daughter's Paw Patrol chair and he's just really entertaining he's really like he's got a nice spirit about him really really nice guy his page is blown up he's not like on 10 million followers he's about to do a collaboration with mr beast he's about to have a tv show he's great so what he's been doing or what he does is he finds like struggling restaurants or restaurants that make really dope food but don't have customers he'll go there and his following is so big by the next day the the restaurant is is like lines out the door so like especially these past few weeks because his page has really been growing every person he visits they he's literally changing their lives so this guy gary for example he was in debt he was struggling to get customers keith goes there he, he sends him like three thousand dollars on, on cash app then he gets his followers to start sending him money a day later keith has thirty thousand dollars sent on cash app alone he's like yo i'm so busy I've now had to hire more people when two days ago I was about to file for bankruptcy. So that's what he's been doing. So it's just been dope, man. That's, like, that especially sounds these very wholesome. Just, yeah, I would watch wholesome that. Content. I'd watch that. That does sound hopeful, like like very uh, wholesome and like, oh, 
I'd watch that. The the only thing that I've just been finding interesting is the more famous he gets, the more Christian he gets. It's very like, like I gotta thank God, but you know, I'm just being used as a vessel for God to bring goodness to people. So you guys, your negativity, but he's like, so like obviously like the most successful you get. Like recently, he just got into a spaff with a woman that claims um, he stole her idea for a TV show. And he's like, yo, but ma'am, here are the receipts. Like, I got pitched by two other TV shows a day before you. You send me your pitch. I got pitched for another TV show. These guys actually had a meeting. They already had a proof of concept. You didn't have a proof of concept. So um, I didn't steal your idea. But also, I don't condone violence. I don't con- condone, like, you guys being hurtful in our comments. I just wanted to clear my name up because I take my, like, my, my name really importantly, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, he's very classy. But he's always like he'll he'll make sure he throws in at least three Bible verses in there just to make sure. <laughs> I would watch that. I'll look at what did you say the name is? Keith Lee. Uh, dude, if you just if you just go on TikTok and you go Keith, like it'll order complete. Just say Keith Lee Food, Keith Food Review, Keith Food Truck, whatever. You'll see him. You, I can't believe you haven't seen him. Like he he's been all over social media recently. I haven't really. I haven't seen. I, Anyway, we're talking about uh, convent. And oh drugs. yes, convent. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, long story short, there was uh, I think eight students that were caught with drugs. So I thought when I what first saw the story, they? what drugs? Though? That's the thing. When I first saw this story, I thought it was just weed. Now, obviously, as a parent, you might still be a little concerned if your daughter was caught with weed or the prefect at the school that your daughter goes to. Fine, let's say you're concerned about that. Cool, but I mean, like you know, it ain't that deep. I mean, even when I was in high school, we knew the like, we we knew. Who, who in the class was the pothead, you know what I mean? Or who's probably got something on them or whatever. It ain't that deep. But then apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but every like everyone who's referring to it that I've seen, like all the blogs and like everyone talking about it on social media, they keep referring to crystal meth. So the, 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 the running joke right now is, oh, Guka is now uptown because these girls in convent had some and were apparently selling it. So now that's that's what made me pause. Like, whoa, hold on. Are you telling me Dominican convent has people selling crystal? Now, I have to say, that's not verified. It's just what I've seen on social media and uh, all the official uh, articles about it. Like, for example, on the Herald and Newsday and whatever. All they say is they just quote the statement that came from the school. And the statement from the school just mentions drugs as a whole. Um, and uh, like they mentioned restricted substances, drugs. And to be to be honest, I doubt there would be this kind of backlash if it was just marijuana. I doubt there would be any backlash if it wasn't for that WhatsApp forward. Yeah, if it wasn't for that WhatsApp forward, none of this. And I don't I don't mean to sound like jaded. I don't mean to sound. If kids are in school, <clears throat> I, I I remember being in school. I granted you and I, Dan, we went to school in a different time, but I I can recall as as far back as as form two. People were taking drugs. People were drinking. Mm. I can recall um, as far back as as I even remember. There was a massive scandal because I used to throw parties, and I remember having to snitch on someone because someone tried to date rape someone back in school. Mm. And this is high school, so like you can imagine, like date rape, drugs, date rape. It was prevalent back then. Mm. The way society has moved, it doesn't surprise me that hard drugs are available because. Kids are being exposed to drugs really. And I even remember speaking to kids that were coming to school in H. 
that had experience with hard drugs. I'm not going to mention their names, but they had, they had experience with hard drugs then. And even I was like, yeah, what's crazy? But the other thing is, I've seen this firsthand, is, and this was when I was still in high school. Where's Dominican Republic again, Dad? Dominican convent. It's, I'm sorry. Um, uh, do you remember Dominican it's on, Republic? It's, it's like Dominican it's on, convent. <laughs> it's on 4th Street, um, 4th and, let's say, 4th and uh, Chitepo. So it's like avenues. Yeah. I know it. And I bring this up to say that it's pretty much an open secret that the block of flats directly opposite Spestas, which is a block down from Dominican convent, sell drugs. And these are hard drugs. And I saw hard drugs being sold from that apartment complex well over a decade ago. I think I was still a teenager back then. So that's almost two decades ago. So to me, I'm failing to understand the cognitive disconnection when you have a school in that location, in this time, no matter what the drugs are. I don't care if they're over-the-counter drugs that are being misused, marijuana, or even Google uh, is being alleged. How is this such a scandal to this extent where the other thing is, I genuinely don't believe that if that WhatsApp message, so the backstory is, the story started coming to light because someone sent a WhatsApp, I think it was, um, it was actually a Facebook post and then it got started being sent on WhatsApp where they were highlighting um, hey, there was just a PTA meeting. There was drugs found, this and the third. And then weirdly enough, there's a group that Dan and I are in. This is actually the, the only positive conversation I've seen in that group ever. <laughs> Where a parent from the school was like, mm, guys, I was actually at this meeting. I've got two kids at this school. This isn't exactly what happened. Yes, drugs were found, but this is a massive exaggeration. It's not that serious, but we also understand kids are going to be kids. It was dealt with. As a parent, I'm happy. Cool. But because now you've got outside forces seeing this and you might have powerful individuals who are seeing this. Or, and let's, let's, let's not forget, powerful children have gone to Dominican government. I don't know if they, if they are still powerful kids that went there, but our former president's daughter used to go to that school. Mm. So if, if certain calls start getting made, they're like, hey guys, there's a reputation we need to uphold here. What's going on? Obviously, they're going to throw the hammer down. And... That story of crystal myth, it might not even be true, but because it now, it now justifies the response, that's what gets told. Mm. But even if that's the case, when you stop and think about it, I think we can all agree, kids are idiots, right? Mm -hmm. I look back at myself, I was an idiot until I was 30. I'm telling you, before 30, idiot. From zero to 30, I was an idiot, especially when I was a teenager, I was an idiot. Thank God I didn't fall into the trap of hard drugs. But if I did, the last thing I would want, especially if I'm an upper six student who's trying to now further my education, get to university, start figuring out my future and my life, the last thing I want is a drug rap on me. Yeah. Cause, and I think that's the, the, the real saddening thing. is, And not only that, it's not, it's not just a drug rap. It's a drug rap in now what has become a national conversation. So even though the names are not mentioned, it, it's not going to take a, a rocket scientist to do the math and be like, wait a minute, you got expelled from convent in January of 2023. Hmm. I wonder what that could have been for. 
And even if you, like, imagine being the un, the unlucky kid, like who's a bully, like, and you and you just been going to school beating up kids. Then you start the new school year and you start beating up kids, and now there's all this attention, and then you get expelled a week before, a week after this. Now you got expelled for bullying. The, the assumption but now people is think, that, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 in your opinion, the school should have just like hushed it up. I think the school was going to do that anyway. No, I, I just, I don't understand. And I just think that it was all very reactionary. I think if the school has a code of conduct and the code of conduct was violated, fair and fine. You've got to enforce that. The thing here is, especially when we're dealing with minors, it's such a sensitive topic. I think that as a society as a whole, we need to have a bigger conversation as to how we treat the mistakes of idiots. And in idiots, I mean minors. Because young children are going to make mistakes, right? But I don't think those mistakes should impact their future because their brains are so underdeveloped. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, if they need to be punished or if they need assistance, definitely. I am not for like casting them out, especially in this manner, because what future prospect do they have? What level of self-esteem do you have? Like, let's say best case scenario, you're just experimenting with drugs because you're curious. Worst case scenario, you have serious issues, self-esteem, anxiety, um, whatever that may be. How does being expelled and being expelled in front of the whole country help? That? It's just going to make it worse. Like I'm dealing with things and like the, the things I'd be ranting to you about. And it's just things within a full, a small circle and it's stressing me out. Can you imagine like 20 years ago and now I'm national conversation. Yo. That, so, so nice, okay. Here's, here's my thought. <laughs> and you know, normally I'm the one who's very look for the good in people. So on the one hand, I actually, I, I, I very much agree with your thought that, that decisions you make when you are a kid as a society, we should do our best to try and make sure that they don't affect you long-term. The fact of the matter is, however, that they do. They do. It, it just is the decisions you make when you're a teenager will affect your grown life. So as, as much as we want to try and be like, like cognizant of those who are in particular situations and environments that, you know, influence certain decisions a certain way and all of that. The fact is that the things you do to yourself and the things you, the decisions you make and whatever, it seems so silly and you don't care about it when you're a kid, but you know, when you're much older, obviously you, you face the consequences of it. Now I, I do think as a society, we must find ways of whether it's punishment or discipline or whatever you want to call it, that doesn't permanently harm someone because like you, and like probably many other people and probably like the super righteous people who may be out there thinking, oh, they probably made stupid decisions when they were kids. What was fortunate for us was there was no social media when we were kids. So our stupidity was localized and not immortalized forever on the internet. Um, I, I, for example, I know someone who was in that video. You remember that video that was going around from one of the schools? I'm not going to mention it. Um, where they were singing um, sausage, sausage, silly, not not very, not, not like a terrible thing, kind of innocent. It's just kids mm. messing around. You remember the conversations I found we had in school, but that video went viral. Yeah. 
parents are like, oh my gosh, we're paying school fees so our children do this. Obviously overreacting as per usual. And I, I, I think that's so, I think back to the stupid songs we sang as a group and the stupid statements we made and conversations and what, man, if someone was recording that, we so, used to sing. So I, I do. If you know, you know. <laughs> so if my point, okay, I do realize that one is, is silly fun and the other is literal crime. All right. So let's assume, which may not be true, but let's assume these are hard drugs. We're talking about crystal meth that was in a high school. It's literal crime, crime. Um, I, I can't sit and say there shouldn't be consequences. Obviously there should be. I can't sit and say that the consequences should be mild because the consequences should match the seriousness, the seriosity of the crime. So you, you are a minor, so perhaps there shouldn't be as much blame put on you. Blame, some, some level of blame should be put on parents, on administrators, and so on. Uh, you know, you're young, your brain is not developed, and, but you, you, it's still a serious crime. And I would feel uncomfortable with my child being in a school in which that level of crime was, like crystal meth, and my child is going to that school and one of the students, one of the classmates is allegedly selling crystal meth. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. So I can understand a school deciding that those selling, maybe not using, but selling. And if they can determine that these people were actually selling crystal meth, again, everything we're working on here is assumptions. So please don't take this as word and bond that there were definitely school children selling drugs. I don't believe so. The only uh, official communication that we saw, which came from the school, was that um, there are several girls who will be facing uh, consequences because of, you know. But I think that's, that's, that's the point is the communication is so bad. Um, to me, as someone who does this, it's, you, you're trying to play both sides and you can't do both sides. Either you're, you're school and you have internal com uh, communication or you have public facing communication. You can't mix the two. And it seems to me like they're mixing the two party. And I keep coming back to it as a response to the post that went viral on social media. So if they were selling, why is that not being shared? Because that is, that is to me, that's an important, that's an important tidbit, right? Mm. Because, were they in possession? Were they were they using? Were, were they selling? And if they were selling, not only is it a it's now a double criminal case because who's supplying them? There's no way children, and unless these are some super super bad kids, there's no way kids are gonna like come together and and form a cohort to start getting drugs and fronting some some uh, getting getting fronted drugs by a drug dealer. There clearly is a, an adult in a position of authority or power. Who is yep. manipulating these kids? Yep, and that is a more serious issue, and it's more concerning. And you're you're absolutely right. If I'm right. a parent, I would worse have off if questions. it's a, one of the teachers. Worse off if this is a freaking what's that South African show? Blood and water situation, where literally one of the teachers is expediting the whole sale of sale of drugs. Okay, so the official statement says that eight girls were put on suspension pending investigations on an incident, essentially involving drugs. 
the disciplinary committee exercised all principles of procedural fairness and found the girls guilty of violating the school drug policy. And then it's just like, my heart aches, please make sure. Na, 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 na. Um, it says, possessing, using, or supplying a restricted substance, including vaping, is not acceptable. So for all we know, it could have been just girls using vaping, but I doubt it the, for the fact that the, there's this whole official communication. Also, the other thing that I might say is it's probably wise of the school not to give full details to the public, maybe to parents, uh, uh, parents that were directly involved, perhaps. Or no, but I, I think all these qualms are, are, for, are to the parents and then the parents are sharing. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know what level of communication was given to certain people. I mean I mean like maybe the individual parents of those eight girls were given more details, obviously. And you know a public statement was basically it's been handled. Don't worry about it. Um. So what I'm saying is, as much as they're kids, and I understand, I don't think they should be vilified. I don't think that it should be on public record or that they should go to jail. But I can understand expulsion. I can absolutely understand expulsion. And unfortunately, that is going to affect your, your future to a certain extent. It's still something that you can come back from and you know, hopefully there's rehabilitation that's possible and all of that, assuming it's selling. If it was using, then obviously the bigger question is where did it come from? Who is the, who's the adult in this whole equation that's uh, uh, responsible? That person needs to be under the jail. It's one thing to sell drugs. To sell drugs to school kids, you got to be kidding me, man. So, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's a story that was training in Zim today. Breaking Bad happening at Convent. Chayo, chayo. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like, like the, the super smart chemistry student who was doing it? Um, some, some sad news that I thought was very, very much worthy of mentioning. Um, Zimbabwean legend, legend of the Mbira, um, uh, someone who many people will recognize. Uh, and you've definitely heard her music if you grew up in Zimbabwe. Mbuya Stella Chiweshe. She died this week uh, at the age of 77. Um, so, yeah, just some some news that I wanted to share. Um, and a lot of people yeah, in that Zimbabwe, was, that was a lot of artists <clears throat> and so on. Yeah. Um, I did find it uh, refreshing and um, inspirational. How she, did, you, did you hear about her, her funeral arrangements? I heard that the, it was going to be paid for by the government. Well, by taxpayers, that is. But I don't know about the details. Details. What? What was the? Our good sister, we are still at you. She being a true, true, true medium. Oh, touch about refusing. Uh, refusing. Okay, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't want no white man's music, no gospel singing. I don't want no white man's coffin. Bury him like my ancestors were buried. I was like, yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> Shout out to her. And I mean, obviously there's no good time to lose someone, but 77, she she lived a, a what some might call a full life. Nah, it's still pretty young though. Ah, it is. Uh, it I is, think it feels young. young. Yeah. So yeah, so that was some sad news that was coming through from the music industry. Doing a jackknife and still in the music industry, Justin Bieber sold the rights to his music for $200 million. Mm. Or rather, his share of the rights to his music for $200 million. 
Mm. Ah, Scooter Braun is making money. I honestly think this is genius because while obviously your catalog is valuable and there's a lot of uh, um, uh, um, sentimental value to what you worked on so that you want to own the masters and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Justin Bieber was a pop star. He didn't, he had formulas set out for him that he followed and became a pop icon. I don't believe I don't believe that he I don't believe that he would want to hold on to baby baby that was released when he was I don't know 7 years old or whatever I know it wasn't 7 but my point is he was young um at the same time I can eat $200 for the rest of my life without having to worry about administrating the business side of things and is everything being handled correctly? Yeah, it's going to be worth more than that in the long run, but nah, I'm cool. Give me my 200, I walk. You guys worry about the business. I'm good over here. So I look at it. Obviously, the same rules don't apply to every single person. I just think his particular set of circumstances, those are the thoughts that hit me. And I just thought I wanted to share that. Don't raise your eyes when I say he's a pop icon. He is a pop icon to the kids. No. No, I was I was raising my eyebrow because people like to diminish in as much as you you can say like One Direction, Spice Girls, Westlife, Justin Bieber, they were all manufactured pop acts. Yeah. Even within that, you still have to take up the, you still have to take the ball and score the goal. And there are so many examples of people who have that same machine? Because if if the formula exists, right, it stands to reason that they could you could just recreate the formula every time. But that's not the truth, because there are many times pop acts will have all the resources and the tools available, and they just can't deliver. He delivered, so we can't discount that. And and keep in mind, he, the reason why Scooter Braun signed him is he was one of the first big YouTube. Acts. He was like one of the first big acts doing his thing on YouTube, which is what brought him, justified the signing and gave him um, a launch audience because he had built his audience on YouTube. So let's not just say like he was just a pop act. Nah, he, Justin Bieber was an actual act. And I, I don't think we even need to deny that because some of the best Afrobeat songs, Justin Bieber. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's not talented or doesn't have talent or ability. Absolutely. My point is his sentiment toward the music that he released in that period, would it be a positive one? Does he have sentimental attachment to it? Perhaps to a certain extent, but because it was manufactured music that was probably placed in front of him and he created, it's the money is more important than the art in this case, in my opinion, perhaps he feels differently. Also, obviously his memories of the time are not positive. My my dude was going through it in a scandal every week. I I genu- for a long time I genuinely thought he's going to be the next person we lose because he was constantly in he was constantly Justin Bieber blackout drunk over here Justin Bieber arrested for whatever Justin Bieber this Justin Bieber urinates outside a car while you know high on PCP just I don't I, I don't 
<laughs> do you not remember those Justin Bieber stories back in the day? I, and then he I, went I through do, this whole but... rehabilitation and, and, you know, and then he started making a different style of music that wasn't quite the pop that he was making before. And I, I think that my point, of, well, my point of what I'm saying is because it was manufactured pop in the sense of there's a formula and it was done. He obviously had to be talented to be able to deliver. And he did. But I don't believe that he views it as his work like that. The same way that we that others would feel like, man, I put my all into this. I created this. And it's more of I put my all into performing it, but it's not really mine. So yeah, pay me and you guys can have it. Cool. That's how I think. That's how I see it. And of course, this is, I have to, I have to say this because I hate it every time people speak about things that they think they know about when they clearly don't. I obviously know nothing about how things were in the studio or what Justin Bieber's mindset was. I'm just making assumptions based on what it was, what was in the news and his general music and what he's like now. So I think it makes sense for him to sell all that music that is super popular, but there was probably not his own creation. I think it makes sense to, to cash out and we move. Uh, by the way, I wonder, it's, it's his rights to his existing music. What about music that he creates going forward? Hmm. That's his. his that, all the deals are like that. The um, I, I'm I'm struggling to think of all the all the massive purchases that Hypnosis Fund have done. Um, they haven't bought any future le- uh, future forward rights, so it, it's all just existing stuff. So, um, and it's, it's it's a great reset. Like, if someone came to you right now or came to us and like, guys, listen, the podcast has done well. We're gonna give you two million. We'll own. All the podcasts, but going forward, whatever you guys do after this, it's yours. That sentence would not even be finished, Philip. That sentence would not <laughs> even be finished. <laughs> and signatures would be drying already. <laughs> but that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, especially if as an artist, we don't know what his label situation is. We don't know if he's recouped or not. But now this is, you've got a cash injection you can now do whatever you want. You can buy yourself out of your deal. You can start fresh. You can build your own team. You can go fully independent. You can he can spend time at home with his wife, um, dealing with his his deal. Because keep in mind, he's got that that nerve um, that nerve um, disease. That yeah. is the reason why he canceled his last tour. So he's got a lot of things that he can do. And um, it is interesting though that he was able to sell for that much because that was the price that was floated before the the Fed hiked their interest rates. So I'm impressed that we're still able to get north of 200 million after. It just shows how valuable it is. So yeah, guys, this is the importance of just making sure you own your masters. If you own your masters, you can do this. <laughs> I'm being very sarcastic. I've had so many conversations with, with artists that want to own 100% of nothing because they've somehow got it in their heads that they need to own their masters. No, you don't, guys. You need to make money. You make money however you can make money. To feed your family. Sometimes it's owning your master. Sometimes it's not. Know where you get in where you fit in, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Oscar nominations came out for 2023. I have this in our movies and TV mm. segment. Viola Davis snubbed. Snoobed. Um, Leading the way for nominations is it what, in my opinion, is the best movie of 2022. I was blown away one, by that movie. Everything, one of everywhere, the best all movies of all time. Not even best movies of all time. Incredible movie. I, and you know what I've enjoyed? I don't, somehow YouTube knew that I watched that movie because they immediately afterwards started showing me how they made, 
how they shot this fight scene, how they made this, how they isn't whatever. And I've been doing them that up. Concerning? Dan, do you know the weirdest thing is it happened to me twice on TikTok in the past two weeks where I've said something about a specific topic. I was talking to someone. So the other, the other thing is, um, I don't know if you've seen these videos. There's this white woman that she's essentially doing blackface. She does like hip hop workouts, but she she's just doing too much. I think I know who you're talking she's, about, yeah? She's like, drop it, drop it and open up like a hoe. She's just doing it <laughs> too much. And I saw it on Instagram. And I was discussing with a friend on Instagram this 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 very video. I opened TikTok. It's the first video I see. The, another video from the same creator. I'm like, nah. Now I I know that the official explanation for that is not that your phone is listening to you. The official explanation is that there's algorithms that are tracking your Instagram. Right. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. We know. Your, yeah. I, I know, and I I keep telling that to people, but each time I say it. Just in the back of my Dan, mind, I'm like, good ah, at, I'm telling you, 10, 15 years from now, they're going to come up, they're going to figure out that, yo, there was some sort of like keyboard tracker that was sending like like kilobytes of data that, that wasn't really perceptible because yeah. it, was, it was lumped in with other packets of information or something. Because I There's keep, I keep telling people like, no, nah. like, they're too good. Yeah. TikTok and Instagram yeah, I keep, are too I keep good. saying, yeah, nah, that's just conspiracy theory. But there's a little voice in the back of my head like, nah, but Dan, come on. Even you also have wondered sometimes like what is going on. So look, uh, the official explanation is like, no, it's algorithms. And it's all, it's it's become so good that it can almost predict what you're interested in. And and that and uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll apologize yeah. to everyone when when um, yeah. when the time comes. But anyway, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. If you haven't watched that movie, uh, I would recommend you watch. If you don't like it, then we have different tastes. Because I was like, yo, this thing is incredible. Just the w- just way it took it and the way... I, I love that movie. Um, but another talking so, point let's from play the a Oscars... Game, let's play a game. So yeah. I've got the nominees for Best Picture. I want to know which one you've watched. Yeah. So the first one is All Quiet on the Western Front. Have you watched that? I've seen the poster. So no. Avatar, The Way of Wait, Water. no, that's not true. I have watched that, yeah. You watched All Quiet on the Western Front? No, no, I watched Avatar, The Way of Water. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you watched The, the Banshees of Inisherin? Nope. It's the first Elvis? time I'm actually hearing about it. The Fablemans. Nope. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. I have watched that. Great movie, actually. I quite like that. Uh, man makes a good mm. movie, man. As much as I wanted to uh, hate it. <laughs> That crazy Scientologist, ah, you can make a movie. Ah. That man makes great. I really wanted to hate it because, you know, American propaganda and what, what, what. But ah, ah that's that good. man. Ah, that's good. Dude, <laughs> that I'm going to make... watching the guy. Even if it's Mission Impossible 25, I'll be watching. You'll be, man... be running with a walker. I'll be there. Watch. <laughs> that man makes a good movie. I won't lie. <laughs> that was a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle of Sadness. Don't even know what that is. Women Talking. What is this? So Yo, of, of the best pictures, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten nominees. I've watched three. Avatar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Top Gun Maverick. I've watched two. 
and I have no intention of watching the other ones. I, you know, like back in the day, like sometimes you'd see best friend, you know what? Okay, you know what? Maybe this is worth watching. You know, let me let me dig it. I have no intention of watching any of these items. Maybe Avatar, but I also remember, like, I I remember watching the first Avatar movie, and I was like, I remember leaving that movie. I'm like, I'm never watching this movie again. <laughs> like, I can tell, I'm never watching this movie again. So, okay, the thing about Avatar is, even the first one, it was never about a great story. It was about trying to create the most cinematic picture. And if you go in with that mindset, the story is adequate. Like it, it does just enough for it to be fine. But if you go in with the mindset that I'm not trying to gauge is the story. I mean, I'm just trying to see beautiful, like I won't lie. I, that man, that, that James Cameron man shot a beautiful movie. It is, it's, it's a feast for the eyes for the <laughs> whole three, for the whole two I and think- a half business days that you're watching it. But that's the other thing is I, I, I appreciate that. And because of the, I'm not going to put them on blast publicly, but you know why I'm, I don't want to watch it here. I need to go watch yeah, it yeah, yeah. in a real country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched it in a real country. So it was, mm. although they were struggling with load shedding. So <laughs> look, ah, guys, I, I, honestly, look. I'm looking at these things. I really don't care about any of these nominees. Um, there's I only one I woman King. Actually. There's only one woman that I, want King to I haven't even watched. There's a there is a, for best original song uh, among the songs nominated. Uh, our our African our African representative Thames is in there, and the reason it's uh, it's notable is because she's won everything, or at least be nominated yeah, for Thames, everything. Thames Thames is on fire. So uh, shout out shout out to the team. Um, Rhymes and Daycom were in Ghana with Thames just a few weeks ago at a writing camp. Uh, I've heard some of the stuff that came out of there. Ooh, Dan, ah, this year it's going to be a long year for some people. It's going to be a long year. So I'm hoping by osmosis I also get some of Thames' good vibes because ah, she's been doing she's been doing the things. Shout up to Thames, yeah. But so that song "Lift Me Up" by Rihanna. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it was written by Thames. Uh, well, actually, Thames and Ryan Coogler are accredited as the writers. So, uh, y'all, uh, she's also credited as a composer. For lift me up. Oh. Also, did you watch RRR? Mm. RRR. I haven't watched it yet. I've been, I've been reading Philip, a lot of Philip. Uh, stories about it, but I haven't. Okay. If you haven't watched everything every all at once, that's the first one you must watch. But if you've if you've watched it, don't watch anything else. Watch RRR. It is so bombastic and crazy and different to what we're used to in movies. I mean, if you're used to Indian movies, you'll expect some of it. But even this one is a lot for Indian movies. I don't know. I don't really watch Indian movies like that. But so I've been told. It's mind blowing. It's you know all those memes and jokes about Chuck Norris. That's it's that's real life in that mm-hmm. movie. It's ridiculous. It's next level, and I you, even if you don't enjoy it, you have to watch it. I enjoyed it, but R R R. It's on Netflix. Anyway, so yeah, so that's movies. Um, y'all, that's what I have. There's a bit of new music we can feature, Philip, but uh, that's it for me. And uh, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, uh, we need to discuss our outside segment. Are you going to Musa Keys tomorrow? I have been thinking about it uh, and uh, I will think some more and I'll decide tomorrow. Are I, you going to Kandoro show? I have, I have tickets. 
that depends on my wife. Oh, I said she's landing like she's Israel, landing. Israel. She's landing on that. So I asked her like, "How do you feel about landing and then immediately going to a comedy show?" She's like, "Ah, I'll, I'll let you know." So let's see mm. what happens. Mm. You've already missed how many shows have you missed? And you don't support. You don't support. No, I, I, I support. I support where I can support. Um, but yeah, King Kandoro's got it. It's it's sold out, so there's no point in really promoting it. But he's got like a follow up show to his his December show uh, this week, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't plan to be outside uh, too many places in the immediate future, but little by little, I'll start being more outside. Yeah, we're having a discussion uh, with Dan about it, and Dan was like, "Yeah, I'm not outside." I'm like, "Ah, Dan, for our business, you need to be outside." He's like, "No, find someone else to be outside." And I was trying to tell him, "Dan, you have to be outside. You you can't have someone else be no." Outside. Okay, I, I think we just have different mindsets on it. And I am convinced that the the benefits I get from me being outside, of course, me seeing things firsthand is invaluable. But I'm somewhat exited the cultural zeitgeist. I am not the target market for these young'uns. I would prefer to hire someone who is outside, who is right in the middle and who understands the context and who is active on Snapchat and Twitter and TikTok and who is following ev- all the drama that's going on, and who is following the artists, and that person is the one who's translating that entire culture for wherever I want to take it. Because as much as I want to see it firsthand, I do recognize my limitations in that, listen, dude, I'm in my mid-30s now, you know? Like, I'm not old per se, but the things that interest me are not the same as the things that interest a 20, 21-year-old. That, that was my point that I was trying to make. So, there is some benefit to being outside, but my I feel like my time is more valuable spent elsewhere. But those insights I can get far better by paying someone to be outside on my behalf. That's obviously a very like um, um, uh, uh, simplified rendition of what I'm trying to say. But on on the overall, what I'm trying to say is I want to be outside when I choose to be and not because I have to be because of work. All right. We didn't discuss uh, bus Twitter issues, but I, I, honestly, I don't. It's just yeah, it no. just make me sad because it's emblematic let's, of let's, everything that's wrong in this country. Let's let's move um, on to, to music. Let's play some new music. Um, this is something that we were going to play last week, I think, but we didn't get a chance to, so we'll play it this week. Um, one of the one of the one of the early early twimbles. You gonna play it over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was waiting for you to finish your intro. Okay. Then this is why we need to be in person. This Zoom, the lag, it's, it's you know, it's, it's messing with the vibe. But yeah, my, my boy Alpha Centauri got in touch. Um, he he's been making music for quite some time. I featured him on the old blog. I even got some verses from him for the first Pungwe sessions. Um, so so yeah, man, he's taking some time off. He was like, yo, he's got a new single called Out Fly. He's got a new situation out there in Canada. He's got a new label and distributor. So he was like, I'm also working on a new type of sound. And I was actually feeling it. Like, I, I like where he's going with this. So this is his song called Out Fly. Yeah. Um. Alpha. If you're here, then it had to be. I've been clocking in the aisles for the mastery. Come and step into my world, no fantasy. If you want, you can do a little dance for me. Before we go so high, no gravity. If 
your hands ain't high, you a casualty. You can try, honey fingers in the sky, how fly. Hit it for the top, and they wanna know why. Got my hands up high, like I never touched sky. Told me don't try, I replied, I'll fly. Never gonna stop, I'ma do it till I die. If you wanna ride high, I'll fly, I'll fly. Yeah, to perceive yourself, I'll find out. Pissy, pissy, my pina, mungo kwana. Hashidi, shakumanya. Dachi bata, mwana. Sika, banana. For me, I gave it all. To pick myself up, they would never see me fall. Learning that the ground is where you stop and you get tall. Life coming full circle. I'm bouncing over walls, okay? New game, old problems. Trying to get paid. Same name, new province. Finding my way. I've been riding through the night and I won't stop for the day. Then I think I found a path. I'm walking the way. Better put the pack behind me. They don't know what to say. They're stealing from my life. Now they know I don't play. Now I'm walking into sunsets. Can't beg me to stay. I got up high right up from under them. So get out my way. And get your hands up high like you never touched sky. Told me don't cry. I replied, I'll fly. Never gonna stop. I'm a It actually sounds pretty dope, huh? Mm. I like it. Shout out to Alpha Centauri. My only question is, what's up with Zimbabweans in the diaspora and keeping going back to the Badamanatika banana retort? If it ain't broke, <laughs> if it, you know, ain't nobody gonna catch him slipping. You know what I'm saying? You gotta peel back the layers to understand. <clears throat> Um, let's play one or two more songs and wrap it up, Philip. Um, here's. Do you remember Lamont Chitepo? Yes. I, is this the new song with Titan? Titan and Sulu. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting combination. It's called Mafuta. I found this super interesting because he basically took a Sungura beat and I, I don't know, EDM'd it somehow. <laughs> Spirit fingers. <laughs> anyway, I think it's I think it's kind of dope. I don't know if it's like a, a huge moment, but I do think it's kind of dope. Um, what do you think of that new AKA and Kulichana? That's dope. Prada. That's dope. I'm very interested to hear like this AKA might be the AKA I've been missing. Hmm. He's, I quite he, like it. Granted, but he, granted, I mean, he, he's still he's not rap pop, rapping. But he's, yeah, but he's but he's figured out a way to make pop that isn't too bubblegum. Yeah, I like it. It is very pop though. <laughs>
hold up, mate, all of those jellies. Ah. French kiss me in my sex. Drunk sex me in my kids. Uh, uh, what's next? Valentine's never makes sense. These girls wanna have blessings. These girls don't want no teddies. Walk with the many and petty. Suck with the Louis you and Bandy. Tune, in my opinion. Tune, a.k.a. and Kulichana. The song is called Prada. Uh, y'all, that's what I got over there, Philip. I'm happy to wrap it up. Any Anything else you want to... No, no, I think I'm good. In fact, I think uh, we might close up with a shameless plug. Um, Jeezy did a cover to uh, Libyanka's People uh, that seems to be doing really well on the socials. Have you heard it, Dan? Have you heard it? I have not yet, but I shall look it out. Look out for it. You know, I like Jeezy. Mm. Man, I was trying so I was trying to get someone to like uh, uh, that Jeezy and Takura track, and they were just like, "Yeah, it's not just for me." And I was like, "No, listen again, man, listen." But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> I realize that you can't force someone to like something. Nah, don't worry, Jen. We've got more. We've got more heaters in the tuck. We've got more heaters in the tuck. Don't worry. So yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you very much. Uh, us being back, please remind people, tell people, post it in the groups. Hey guys, if you have it and you know maybe your updates paused because you know we hadn't released anything for a while, just go back on there and reactivate Two Broke Twin Balls. You know, in your podcast app. Um, and of course, we would appreciate those of you who were contributing and decided to take a pause during the holidays. I mean, it's fair. You know, these guys are not giving me content, so why should I pay them? We are now giving you. So come back, come back. We welcome you back with open arms. Uh, twobroketimbos.com forward slash donate if you want to contribute in some way uh, if you can't contribute monetarily we are a little bit sad but you can still support us just by sharing the content uh, just by leaving a comment uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or you're on Spotify or whatever just leave a leave a comment say something nice leave us a five star review if you can we'd appreciate it and follow us on all our social pipes that's Two Broke Twimbos on Airtang and uh, individually my name is Denny that guy that's Phil Chard that's pretty much it alright nah all good, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. And we'll catch you next weekend. Bear with us as we, we deal with this, you know, obviously warming back up, but also dealing with a lot of stressful and uh, um, taxing situations. But we'll be we'll be at 100% soon. So right now, we are going to sign out with that Jeezy Freestyle. And for now, we out. So I can hide the tears Here with my eyes and I see with my ears Cause my actions are loud and my words are clear I'm speaking out cause only cowards live in fear The problem ain't what you're saying fam, it's what you do Love ain't for sale, it's spirit, it's truth I see how you want it, Dr. Paras that you talk And then it's in my soul Who do I tell when you feel like I got no air? Put it in the caption, comment section, don't care Misery and loneliness, nobody sees me My soul is desperate to have somebody to believe in me Maybe in the weakness, I care too much if you could take time to listen, we could share our hearts Broken dreams and false hopes that never came true That's the reason that blue flame is lit in the hood Blame the stress before the drugs, the evil that's in charge It's all lost if we don't turn to God In a room full of friends, nobody look familiar In times of stress, they don't act like familiar people.